You're listening to Astroscope, astrology podcast by Mark Lerner and Great Bear Enterprises. This podcast is sponsored by Buzzword Consulting and Forfame.com. Welcome, everyone, to part six of the multi-part series on the United States Progressed Sun and Progressed Palace via Secondary Progression Analysis for the United States birth chart from July 4th of 1776. And this is going to become exact on May the 28th of this year, 2019. In our last episode, I mentioned that Representative Nadler from the Judiciary Committee called the situation today officially a constitutional crisis, even though I've been feeling that this has been the case for several years because I've been watching the cycle develop in the United States progress birth chart for the last couple of years. We ended last time where I was focusing on why the zero plus Aquarius degree of the zodiac out of 360 degrees is so significant. And I want to sort of shift gears a little bit here. Um, we're going we're gonna to focus on President Kennedy's chart a little bit uh, due to a lot of the things that have come up about Pallas Athena. And over the articles that I've written, uh, particularly the one on the Mueller report's rush to judgment um, when the report came out in March. And I wrote an article that's still very much present in our Earth Aquarius news section of the Great Bear Astrology website. So um, on this website itself, you will be able to read more of that article, the Mueller report's rush to judgment, where I connect up President Kennedy, President Bush number one, and President Trump, because they're the only three sun sign Gemini presidents we've ever had. And during their administrations, there was so much connected to the United States and either the Soviet Union or the United States and Russia during those presidencies. And part of the reason this is the case is the United States coming into being on July 4th of 1776 has Mars and Gemini and also the undiscovered soon to be discovered in 1781, Uranus, the first of the outer planets to be discovered, was discovered in early Gemini, in fact, at eight plus degrees of that sign. And so our Gemini, our three Gemini presidents wind up having to deal with this kind of battle uh, related to Mars and Uranus and Gemini in our national chart. Gemini has always represented dualities, and these three Gemini, sun sign Gemini presidents have had to deal with this shadow force of this Russia or Soviet Union on the other side of the planet, often representing the opposite of our freedom and, and capitalist system. We have it, instead a more uh, a country that eventually became a communist nation after, uh, following decades after the discovery of Neptune in 1846 through Lenin and Stalin, and we're still dealing with all that, even though the Soviet Union dissolved away between 1989 and 1991, when the so many of the Soviet republics were released and formed their own countries, and uh, the grip of, of the Soviet Union on Eastern Europe fell apart, and Russia remained, but now the, the leader of, of Russia is a former KGB agent in East Germany, who is definitely someone who was in power during the Soviet Union. And so this is an individual who's looking to reestablish uh, uh, his, I don't know if you want to use the word hegemony, um, 
but empowerment since this is a country with all kinds of nuclear weapons thousands of them so while the country is not as big as it was it may not have the financial wherewithal of of what the soviet empire had or a country like china now in terms of money and influence on that level nevertheless uh forbes magazine every year who's the most powerful person on the earth it's always vladimir putin so um we're going to explore this a little bit here, but where we ended up was that Jupiter and Saturn on December 21 of 2020 are going to be at zero plus of Aquarius. And so we're going to have this degree energized next year, as well as the palace station uh, retrograde on May 17th of 2020, also at zero plus Aquarius and Mars conjunct Saturn next March 31 of 2020 for their every two year conjunction. They will come together at zero plus of Aquarius. And as I reported several times now, the total lunar eclipse that we just had in 2019 on January 21, the sun was at zero plus of Aquarius. And President Trump was born at not just a full moon, but a total lunar eclipse. And now we've just had another total lunar eclipse, which is why we have all these people running for, for office and wanting to enter primaries in the Democratic Party. And every single day, there's some kind of battle between the White House and Congress. More particularly, the battle lines that are happening now, I'm reporting, are part of the fact that Pallas Athena has so much to do with justice and law and intelligence gathering and the national defense, which is not only our defense department, but has to do with preventing things like hacking into wherever, uh, whether it's government, water facilities, nuclear facilities, and so on. So how we protect the country from any kind of invasive force. As I, as I explained, um, I think it was in the second podcast, possibly the third, about Eleanor Bach, and I read off a number of things from one of her books, which is now not necessarily in print anymore, her book on planetary stations. And all the different archetypes of where she talked about DNA and the genetic code connecting up to Pallas Athena, uh, everything having to do with intelligence gathering, and that she said in many ways, whereas many astrologers uh, give Uranus uh, being a kind of higher octave influence to Mercury once Uranus was discovered as having to do with all kinds of higher mind, that may very well be true, and Uranus is certainly an extraordinary energy across the board. However, Pallas Athena has so much to do with invention and and science and electronics and technical uh, energies and economics, but also the entire justice system and equality under the law, uh, fighting for justice, uh, being a warrior for justice, um, and all these other archetypes some of which are many different or very different, like weavers, people who see patterns. I brought up Bobby Fischer as an example, uh, the great American chess champion who had his own fair share of personal problems and personal demons, nevertheless, was born with a Sun Palace conjunction and passed away when Palace came exactly back to where it was when he was born. Uh, In Pisces and in the same area we're talking about now, this middle degree, 14 plus of Pisces, where this conjunction of the USA Progress Sun and Pallas is going to be happening in just a couple of weeks. So uh, what I want to mention here is about President Kennedy. There is an unusual connection going on um, between the three Gemini presidents, but particularly 
how President Trump sort of harkens back or has said various things. Uh, You may remember that during the end of the primaries when he was fighting with Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, he accused Senator Cruz that uh, Trump came up with this seemingly wild idea that Senator Cruz's father had associated with Lee Harvey Oswald. And eventually, because President Trump was or still is connected to the publishers of the National Enquirer, they actually ran photographs and articles connecting in this way. And this created this whole outrageous fight between Senator Cruz, who was really the last Republican standing in the way of President Trump getting the nomination. And now Senator Cruz seems like a best friend to President Trump, but they went through this whole um, our series of arguments and outrageous kind of responses from Senator Cruz and his family about these accusations. And the question is, why did why did President Trump go all the way back to the days of President Kennedy's assassination to accuse a, a, a senator right now that his father was in league with that individual, where they produce photographs and go back into uh, this the National Enquirer doing an article. Another thing about uh, connecting President Trump back to John F. Kennedy is, well, two other things that I wanted to mention. One is that shortly after coming into office, um, you may know, and this is the reason why I wrote the article about the Rush to Judgment. Remember, Rush to Judgment of the Mueller Report, that was a key book that Mark Lane, a reporter, wrote, and this is in that story, the Mueller Report's Rush to Judgment that I that's in our Earth Aquarius news section at Great Bear Enterprises, that Mark Lane was a reporter, an investigator uh, from New York, and he was not satisfied at all with the Warren Commission, um, which had only older white men on that committee. Um, Go back to my article, and I see the Mueller report more connected to the Warren Commission and the fact that all the mysteries and the secrets that still over 50 years later, the American public is not given an opportunity to know everything. In other words, there are all these redactions. Like right now, the discussion about, oh, this is redacted in the Mueller report and the Congress wants to see the unredacted version. Well, what happened with the Warren Commission? They, they worked for less than a year. LBJ wanted this to come out to sort of show that there was really only one person, one assassin, wasn't a conspiracy. And then it turned out that many people weren't interviewed, that um, all all sorts of people came forward uh, after the Warren Commission came out in September of 1964, just prior to the election of that year, where LBJ scored a tremendous victory over um, Senator Goldwater, Barry Goldwater. And um, that Warren Commission pretty much stuck to the line of one gunman. He was, you know, uh, (laughs) without getting into what we apparently all believe now over the decades that perhaps the CIA and or the FBI, whatever different organizations, including connections back to Russia, because Lee Harvey Oswald, whatever role he did play, and I do believe from my astrology studies that he was involved or a person who was born on his birthday was definitely involved. And if you look at his life story and, you know, where he was living and everything with the book depository and living in Dallas and having uh, gone to Russia and then come back and has a Russian wife and his mother-in-law, the whole giant story 
there's something wrong with. And the American people know that there's something going on that we won't talk about. And the reason I bring up President Trump was he's the one who brought up this whole thing to defeat Senator Cruz at the last moment, who was trying to win over, uh, you know, in, in the in the Republican Party to take it away from Trump. And um, they had that whole argument. So Trump, it wasn't beneath him to bring forth, you know, a, a complete what was considered a crazy accusation that everybody felt, where you, where is this coming from? Um, so the thing was, is that after President Trump took office, he had an opportunity to release, finally, some of the more potentially questionable or sinister redactions of things within um, these different reports over the course of time, over 50 plus years. It turned out that about somewhere in the early 1990s, the U.S. Congress, who had investigated the Kennedy assassination again after the Warren Commission, they said, okay, well, after the year 2000, by the year 2017, we'll release everything else because that will be 50, what is it, 54 years since JFK was killed. So 54 years later, hey, that's enough time. The main people and personages will be gone. And so that was a year designated and President Trump took over the government, I mean, took over the executive branch of the government. And what did he do? He signed an executive order postponing till 2021, four more years, that that we wouldn't have this information about what? That we still don't know. See, so my uh, understanding of the Mueller report is, well, the issue seems to be whether or not this president might go through impeachment and the Congress would impeach this president, um, which makes this situation apparently similar to the Nixon era time where he left office and and quit in order to avoid um, not just the impeachment that was about to happen, but a trial in the Senate. So he, he quit. And then uh, Clinton, President Clinton, because of his dalliances and lying about that before he was president, got caught with all of that, with the Ken Starr report and went through impeachment and then um, was uh, was not convicted in the Senate. He went through that whole situation in the late 1990s. So to many people now, the Mueller situation the Mueller report is connected to whether or not the president, the current president, would be impeached because of obstruction of justice or whether there was a conspiracy with the Russian government and so on. But I'm drawing the conclusion or the understanding that this is more elaborate, that the Mueller report and it's these redactions. And right now, President Trump has said, hey, I'm executive privilege. I don't want the Congress to get an unredacted version. Now we're, we're connecting up to the Warren Commission and the fact that 50, let's see, it'll be 55, 56 years this November that President Kennedy's assassination happened. And now President Trump, a fellow Sunshine Gemini president like John F. Kennedy, um, declared an executive order saying, you know what? The American public doesn't need to know this until 2021. I don't want to be the president who's going to release this. And this is the same person, President Trump, who created these outrageous accusations that Ted Cruz's father was in league with Lee Harvey Oswald and had the National Enquirer create stories about all this. So this just goes to show, again, the disturbances that we're all experiencing. In other words, 
part of the lesson here is let's be careful if we elect a president for those people who are not on the Trump team, and there are plenty of people who are. But let's be careful if we know someone was born at a lunar eclipse, total lunar eclipse, um, particularly when the total lunar eclipse that the president is born under, President Trump, has the sun on the United States Mars at 22 of Gemini and the moon exactly opposite. And this becomes a trigger for the Mars-Neptune square, a very powerful energy field in the United States birth chart for July 4th of 1776. So it's kind of be careful. We need to know the astrology of our presidents, male, female, whoever they are going to be in the future. Astrology needs to be a part of all this. The thing I want to bring up about President Kennedy is his son, as opposed to President Bush number one and, and President Trump now, those two presidents, Bush one and Trump, are born in and around the sun being on the United States Mars. Okay, George Bush number one, born June 12, 1924, President Trump born June 14, 1946. Their solar energies ignite the United States Mars, which is why in the pages of Welcome to Planet Earth, my magazine, for 20 years, from 1981 to 2000, before President Bush, he had been vice president under Reagan for eight years, and I warned through articles before he was elected over Michael Dukakis, let's not elect this guy, because his son, President Bush number one, was on the United States Mars, and what did what happened? We eventually went to war about Kuwait and Iraq and started the Iraq War number one, which eventually led to George Bush second coming in in the year 2001 and with him and Dick Cheney and all the results of 911 and then going to war with with Afghanistan and Iraq and the rise of al-Qaeda and ISIS and so on. So in a way, we have again the heritage from George Bush number one, whose son is on the United States Mars activating uh, the United States Mars Neptune square. By the way, President Bush number one was born with the sun and Uranus squaring each other. Now, President Kennedy's son is right on the United States Uranus at 8 of Gemini. And the big energy thing here is that which I investigated so much with um, in years past and a major uh, cover story on um, called The Wound That Never Heals. Um, America's tor- turning point of the 20th century was the cover of, I think it's the March-April 2000 issue during the last year of publication of Welcome to Planet Earth. Um, that that area of my research started early on as the main area that subject, President Kennedy's assassination, as well as what's called the nuclear axis. And they're all connected. Uh, unfortunately, the, the nuclear axis, which runs in Sagittarius and Gemini, in which I started my first main article in 1982. But going all the way back to 1972, 1973, and the mid-70s, my focus was, my primary focus in astrology research, what we call mundane or world astrology, was on President Kennedy's assassination, his birth chart. The classes in the School of Planetary Studies, which are on the Great Bear Enterprises website, which is now an online series of classes, the first major chart um, is President Kennedy, when I in the beginner series of those classes to learn astrology, as well as using Marilyn Monroe's chart. And those are example charts because we knew their birth times and they were connected together in a kind of scandalous kind of way, but they, they were both very prominent 
figures in the early 1960s. And when I started my doing my originally tape classes, which then went to CD and which are now in MP3 type files online, um, those two individuals are charts that we can study and so on. So um, the key thing about President Kennedy, though, before we end for this time, his son at eight uh, of Gemini is on the United States Uranus. And if we go through the issues that happened, and I'll pick the, pick up the thread on this in another podcast at some point, the Bay of Pigs, uh, the failed invasion early on in JFK's presidency in the spring of 1961 regarding Cuba, then the Berlin Wall coming up with the Russians creating the Berlin Wall in August of 1961, and then the Cuban Missile Crisis. We're going to get into that in another whole separate issue with Robert Kennedy in 13 days and the importance of October of 1962, where we almost went to a nuclear war. And my belief system is that if Richard Nixon had become president, we might not be alive at this point. So we needed not just Robert uh, John F. Kennedy, but his brother Robert Kennedy as attorney general and their energy fields and their astrology um, saved the day at that particular point. And that's a big story. And then eventually the president being assassinated uh, a year later, November of 1963. Uh, so the connection back to astrology is very fascinating. And the final thing in this that connects up the president, John F. Kennedy, and his assassination to the nuclear axis is back in 1892 and 1893, we had three Neptune-Pluto conjunctions. These are the most powerful connections beyond, say, Jupiter and Saturn coming together every 20 years beyond Mars and Saturn forming conjunction every two years and some of the other planetary conjunctions. The the big one is when the two outermost planets, um, Neptune and Pluto, they come together about every 492 years. And the last time they came together was in 1892, 1893 at 8 of Gemini. And then it turns out that in that area of uh, Gemini and Sagittarius, we have these two red giant stars that are Aldebaran in the, the sign of Taurus and Antares in the sign in the constellation of Scorpio. And these two stars, um, while they are located in constellations of Taurus and Scorpio through what's called precession of the equinox, they are now located or they have been located in the last hundred plus years in the area of Gemini and Sagittarius. And so there's this giant battle in the Sagittarius-Gemini area. And my research on the nuclear axis showed that um, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the discovery of um, nuclear energy, the first um, nuclear chain reaction on December 2nd of 1942 by Enrico Fermi of splitting the atom, the beginning of the atomic age is all connected back to um, this area of the Zodiac. Um, and by the way, this this area of Gemini and Sagittarius, this is where the Sun and Pallas are going to make a conjunction on December 1 of two of this year, 2019. So Pallas is involved with that. Um, the other thing is that Pallas is very prominent. Um, l- let me make this as the final note here. When President Kennedy... Uh, was inaugurated, there was a Mercury Palace conjunction directly above an Aquarius. And in the election that we're going to have 60 years later, um, on 
January 20th of 2021, there'll be another Mercury-Palace conjunction in Aquarius in the upper elevated area of that next inaugural chart. Uh, President Kennedy himself was born when Pallas was elevated at the 23rd degree of Leo, almost exactly opposite his natal Uranus, which was stationary. President Kennedy was born with two stationary planets, Mercury and Uranus. Mercury was about to, was just went direct on the day of his birth on May 29th of 1917, and Uranus stopped going direct to go retrograde. So the president um, was born with Mercury and Uranus incredibly strong due to two stations. Most people have no stationary planets. He had two, and Pallas was elevated in his birth chart. And in one of the podcasts, I will go over again about the prominence of the all the asteroids, as well as Venus and the moon in the United States birth chart in different ways, and which will lead us to my reading those paragraphs, so I guess that'll be in the next podcast, about feminine and masculine countries, according to the Tibetan master D.K., who inspired Alice Bailey in all of her work over 30 years from 1919 to 1949, uh, through the work of what's called Lucis Publishing, Lucis Trust, Oral Goodwill, and the Arcane School, where I worked in the 1970s before going to Findhorn and living in that community for several years, Findhorn in Scotland. Okay, we're going to end for this time. Many blessings, lots of love and blessings to everybody. If you've kept going through this, we're now at the end of number six, and we'll move on to number seven in the next one. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.